so we are learning about mitzvot that we do with our mouth. So we went, we finished Yud Gimel. We finished one section, an hour in the next section. Mitzvot that has here, over there. So mitzvot that Lota says, mitzvot that we, things that we're not allowed to do with our mouth. Right, before we were doing mitzvot that we should do with our mouth, now mitzvot that we're not allowed to do with our mouth. So, echad, first of all, shelo lishava lashav elasheke. Not to make a false oath, not to make a false vow or a false swear of any kind. This is the third commandment. Uh, Right, do not say God's name in vain. Not uh, Don't swear my name in vain. If a person knows that I cannot make an honest vow, and they came and they they asked me publicly, the bedin, the court asked me, or I was asked to make a public statement, and I know that I cannot say it in truth. It's forbidden to say it. It's forbidden to come forward and say it. I can't say it. Keep your mouth shut. That's it. That a person can say that I'm going to just take the oath. Or or I'm I'm just going to tell people I'm going to make an oath. Even though I'm not even going to make an oath. I'm just going to tell people that I'm going to do it. Meaning, I know that I'm not able to follow through with, with the vow, but what am I going to do? Just so somebody gets scared, so somebody becomes afraid, I'm going to say that I'm going to swear. Yeah, I'm going to tell the court, I'm going to tell them that in court I'm going to swear. Even that is asur, even that is forbidden if you know that you're not going to swear. I know that I'm not going to follow through with it, I know I'm not going to make an oath. So it's forbidden to make a threat. Don't make a threat and say, I'm going to do something, if you know you're not going to do something. Today's legal term, we say, I affirm. We say, yeah, it's very important. In general, there are many people who avoid it, if possible, even if I know that it's true, even if I know that I'm saying the emet, to still try to avoid uh, saying it, to say an oath. The Gemara said, we, tell us, we, we, um, we told this story before. There's a scary, scary Gemara in Masechet Gitin about a lady, there was a woman that she was given a gold coin to watch, to be a, a custodian to watch a gold coin. So after some time, they, um, and she wasn't getting paid or anything for it, she was just watching for someone. So then afterward the guy came back and the guy said, where's my gold coin? And she didn't have it, lost. She didn't know uh, where it was. So what's the halacha in that case? Since she wasn't getting paid, and she's not paid for it, all she has to do, uh, all the custodian has to do is to make an oath, make a swear that I didn't take from it for myself, I didn't benefit from it myself, and then they're patur, they're not liable, they're exempt. Uh, so she came, said to me, I'm gonna, I didn't take from it for uh, myself, so I mean, she makes an oath, I make a swear uh, to Hashem's name, I did not 
benefit I did not use uh, from this gold coin at all. What happened afterward? The Gemara says her son died, her child died. Why? Why? Because what happened? What was the story? The story was that this lady, she uh, would sell and would give cakes, like uh, she was a baker. She was a baker. Now what happened with the gold coin? The gold coin fell into the dough, it fell into the flour, into the batter while she was mixing it. Uh, Whenever she was selling this item, that little amount of space, that little amount of space inside the dough that she would have had to use her own flour and she would have had to use, she saved because the gold coin was inside the flour. Because the gold coin, you know, so without realizing, she actually benefited from the gold coin. Without realizing, she actually gained. In her mind, she was saying so the truth. I, I'm not lying. I didn't. She, she didn't intentionally take or use from the gold coin. It happened by accident. But very often, a person can accidentally not realize that I'm actually not telling the truth. I think that I'm telling the truth, but I'm not telling the truth. And then, there's consequences. So, yeah. So, so there are many, many people, many tzaddikim that take upon themselves that they say, I don't make an oath. I don't make a vow, uh, period. I don't make a, a swear, period. Why? Because it's dangerous. How do I know? Maybe I said the truth. Maybe I don't. Maybe I say I'm going to fulfill now. We always have to teach ourselves to say blineder, that when we promise to do something and we say we're going to blineder, it shouldn't be a swear, it shouldn't be a blineder, without it, I'm going to do it, blineder. Tov asher lo tidor, Kohelet says, mishe tidor velo shendeshanem. Better not to make a promise than to promise and to not fulfill it. Better not to make an oath. To chas v'shalom, say it and to not mean anything. It's so important for us, as Pele Yoet said, to be echad v'apeh v'echad v'alev. There's a joke that they say that that I heard yesterday of a a guy that he goes to his Rebbe, he goes to his Rabbi, and he says, uh, Rebbe, Rebbe, he said, I had a a baby boy that was born for me. And I have a question for the Rabbi, a question for the Rabbi. He said, I want to, um, I want to write the date that the baby was born. I want to give the government the date that the baby was born. And I don't know what to do. On the one hand, I could write that the baby was one year older than he really is. And that way, he'll go to yeshiva earlier, he'll go to school, he'll graduate earlier, he'll be able to uh, start working earlier. So, on the one hand, I could write one year earlier. But then on the other hand, I could also write one year later. I can also forge it and write one year later because that way, if he, because maybe they're going to take him to the army sooner and uh, I don't want him to go to the army and I would rather to, to be one year later and, and all kinds of calculations. So the rabbi turns to him and says, well, why don't you just write the actual date that, <laughs> that he was born? And he says, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Some people... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not even on my mind to tell the truth. <laughs> we have to know, it's very important. It's very important to be a chad b'apeve, What's in our heart has to be what comes out of our mouth. And if a person knows that I cannot fulfill... Uh, what I promise, don't promise. If a person knows that I cannot swear or make an oath and be honest and be truthful about it, don't do it at all. Don't let it say, I'm sorry, I can't come forward. Okay, next one. Also with Hashem's name. 
the next what's a prohibition of using Hashem's name in vain also to say a bracha that's unnecessary very important people for, for us to realize but you cannot say a bracha that is unnecessary why because we're saying Hashem's name in vain when we, anytime we say a bracha we say the words Baruch Ata Hashem we're saying Baruch Ata Amunai when we say Hashem's name right we have to only say it when we have to say it when we're required uh, to say Hashem's name so if a person uh, is not eating a food and he's just saying a bracha in vain he's just saying the bracha uh, without uh, saying Hashem's name or a person already said the bracha already said Borei uh, Priyayetz uh, and then I bring another fruit oh, let me say a Borei Priyayetz again you can't keep on saying bracha for no reason according to the Rambam it's a prohibition from the Torah it's a Torah prohibition of the third commandment of the Torah the third commandment is yeah. yeah, so what happens if a person forgot that he's in the middle of a ta'anit and he picked up a food and he made the bracha? He has to eat it. So what are you supposed to do? What does a person have to do? I came up, or right now, during the nine days, I had meat in front of me. I didn't realize we don't eat meat during the nine days. I made a bracha. So, so, the, answer is, so the answer is that we have to think what kind of a prohibition, this is why we have to learn halakhot, what kind of a prohibition am I doing by eating the meat or by eating the food? So if it was Yom Kippur, for example, chas v'shalom, it's pro, the Torah says we're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. So I'm not allowed to eat the food, period. But when it comes to the nine days, for example, it's a minhag not to eat the meat. Or it's a rabbinic prohibition on Tisha B'Av not to eat. So what do I do? I just have a tiny, tiny piece. Now, the smallest piece, why? So that I didn't say Hashem's name in vain. Because I said the name of God, I said the name of Hashem, I said the bracha, I have to eat a little bit so that I didn't say Hashem's name in vain. Even if there's a rabbinic prohibition, I'm not allowed to eat the meat, or not to eat the meat, but we have a tiny amount. But on Yom Kippur though, Yom Kippur is different. Yom Kippur, the Torah says we're not allowed to eat, according to the Torah. So, unfortunately, it's a bracha levatala. So we have to be uh, very careful. We always say, Baruch Shem Afterwards, to mean that we said Hashem's name. We wanted to honor the name of Hashem, not to chas v'shalom, dishonor the name of Hashem. But we have to be careful not to say brachot for no reason. Sorry for going a minute all the time. But <laughs> we wish everybody a wonderful day. A happy Tuesday. Exactly. No.